Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I am the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with the goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me here on this platform. Today, we continue season two of the player development pod. In season two, we are highlighting those who do the work. Are you loving the podcast? Is it helping you? If so, I need your support. Here are some ways to support the podcast. Number one, subscribe to the podcast, give a five-star rating, and leave a review of the podcast. Number two, share this podcast if you believe it will benefit someone to learn more about player development. Number three, go to the support section of the show notes for other ways to support this podcast. I love bringing this podcast to you and want to continue doing it. Your support of this podcast is vital to its success. Also, please go visit the website BTF program and check out the free resources and the blogs. While on the website, purchase your copy of the Beyond the Field ebook. Today's episode is the last guest episode of season two, and we are ending it with a good one. I sit down with Gus Felder. I had the pleasure of meeting Gus at the 2022 NFL Combine in Indianapolis. There's not a position in athletics he hasn't had. I can't wait for you to hear him dive into his journey. We will begin this episode after this ad. This podcast is brought to you by Beyond the Field Program, LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing player development services. The services include staff consulting, program evaluation, and program creation. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our consulting tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. All right, today we continue season two of the Player Development Pod. In this episode, I sit down with Gus Felder. Gus has pretty much had every position you can have in sports. He's been a coach, an AD, a strength coach, and now leads the player engagement department for the Carolina Panthers. We talked about transferable skills before on this podcast, and Gus will tell you how he's used all his experiences to excel in the positions he's had. Here is our conversation. Player Development Pod family, we are are finishing season two i'm excited to finish season two with gus felder from the carolina panthers leads the player engagement department there he's done a lot i had an opportunity to meet him at the nfl combine I had an incredible time in the two days spent time with me gave me game i've heard a lot of great things about him from others and it was great to experience that with him but we're ending it here special this season season two has been great and i'm so excited to have you on uh, Gus, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, man of many trades, many, many, many trades, yeah. uh, has done done it all, excelled in it all. So, well, Ed, I appreciate you having me, man. I'm excited just to get out here and get on here and share anything with anyone who wants to listen. Um, just like yourself, if anybody reaches out to me in my DMs or through email, through text, I try my best to respond and keep in contact. Uh, I just enjoy building relationships. So. I appreciate you for, for, you know, being humble enough to do that because some, some of us aren't, we, you know, our prize in a way of reaching out to people and you did that. And it's great. And I got to see your heart those two days that we were out in, uh, in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, it was great. So myself and Gus Felder, um, been a blessing to be in this field. I've, I've, I've held every position in football you could think of, um, football and athletics. Uh, for, of course, I was a football player growing up in Philadelphia. My high school dropout ended up going to uh, Job Corps from Job Corps, 
going off to Penn State. I'm going to Burbank, Pennsylvania, a high school. You know, um, and as I tell you these stories, you'll hear like a, a God put people in my life to help me be who I am today. You know, just people that just genuinely care about developing people. Right. You know, like I said, I moved uh, from Job Corps to a to a to a, a home in a new town in Burbank, Pennsylvania. God put me in contact with a lady by the name of Sally Johnson, who was my caretaker while I was in Berwick, Pennsylvania. Uh, um, but uh, my high school football coach, George Kerr, was a great, you know, motivator and developer of people. So from from Penn State, from like Berwick, ended up going off to Penn State University, graduated from Penn State, um, uh, had a short stint in the National Football League with the Cleveland Browns. And, and I knew before I took that opportunity to go with the Browns, went through the whole draft process, you know, get calls, you feel them calls those, those three days, whatever they got going on. And, uh, and I ended up being a free agent to the Browns and I knew before that, I'd already started a graduate graduate assistantship uh, at Penn State uh, in athletic administration. You know, that's when my first journey started in athletic administration, uh, working with guys like uh, Mark Sherburn, Sue Sherburn, and those guys in administrative office at Penn State. And uh, went off to, to the Browns and got released by the Browns twice and then ended up coaching back at Penn State. Uh, and then from there, uh, I've, I've had, I'm just not going to go each stop until Terry thing right. that to do. I've been head high school football coach. I've been assistant high school football coach. I've been um, uh, division two assistant coach, assistant head coach, interim head coach. I've uh, been blessed to be able to uh, do another grad, assi grad assistantship at Penn State University. Uh, I'm trying to think everybody on the missing one. So talk about jobs and I've been an athletic director at the high school level. I've been in a, an assistant associate athletic director at the division two level. Uh, director of strength and conditioning for a few power five schools. Uh, and now my role now in the manager of player engagement uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Nice, nice. I, I don't, that's a lot, a lot of experiences. I wonder whoever edits your resume is, yeah. is the best at it. But that's one thing I, I you know, I, I, we talk about a lot of things on this podcast. And I, I know in the player development stage, which I was at on the college level, we always talk to players about transferable skills and it's awesome to hear, you know, you as a former player and the transferable skills that you've had, you know, in your career. So my question would be uh, just kind of, you know, tell off the questions we have, but just going off what you said, what do you think is the biggest transferable skill that's helped you excel at every single level you've been in? Um, just the relationships, building and fostering positive relationships, you know, and being genuine with yourself and who you are and meeting people where they are and giving them everything you have in to offer. I can't be nobody else but Gus. I've been around a lot of great coaches, I've been around a lot of bad coaches, I've been around a lot of great players, around some not so good players. Um, getting some good organizations, some good programs. And it all goes down to, you know, what you put into it, you get out of it. A lot of people that have their 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 the sour taste in from poor experiences goes back to relationships. And uh, they can they can base a bad experience off of interaction with one person who was negative for or not forthcoming to them, you know, where they can make it. Like for me, I love every bit of my experiences at Penn State and at Berwick and at Job Corps because of the people that that, that I've built relationships with. You know, right. so I tell everybody right now, my, my best position or job, you want to call it, I call it a job, my best position or job I ever held was at Clark Atlanta University, Division mm -hmm. II School in Atlanta, HBCU, working with other working with guys like uh, Coach McNeil, um, that was my first time meeting our, our new interim head coach now, uh, uh, Steve Wilkes, you know, Rod mm -hmm. Robinson, uh, my AD at the time, uh, Tamika Jones, now athletic director, deputy AD at, uh, at Kennesaw State. So those people, 
you know, not only just, just helped me, it helped me grow and taught me a lot, but you know, they're, they're friends to this day, you know? Right. So one of the things you, you know, going, getting back to the engagement player development, player engagement piece of it, you were a strength coach at some power five schools. Yes. Um, and I think personally in the role, when I did player development, the, the, the people who spend the most time around players going to be your strength staff, your training staff, player development and academics. And so uh, there's a variety of people who listen to this podcast uh, and, and you've talked about how you got in the role. I'm interested to see how that transition was from, you know, leading, you know, young men in the weight room, 120 to getting in the NFL where it's 50, 60, 70, maybe like how, how was that transition? And, and, and I know you're about people, you know, and, and treating people well. I know that transfers, but just if you could talk about the practical transition from going from, yeah, 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 no doubt. you know, in, in the weight room to um, player engagement. It's not very different because my, my, my path that I went on, you know, like you got to educate yourself or whatever you're going into. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had to talk with Corey Campbell, went off to be the head strength coach at uh, Nebraska. I'm sorry, are you ready? He was one of our interns at the time. I was at Georgia. He's a player there intern. Mm-hmm. And he was confident going into it because he knew we had people like us that would, you know, like myself that he can lean on. And the the practical side of it is preparing yourself. You know, if I'm going to go into player engagement, I'm going to take the time and I'm going to call and study and research every aspect of it as I can, as far as the practical side of things, but myself in a position to have these conversations, but at the same time, my transferable people skills and, and personality, I was thinking I'm going to break the ice for me, but now i got to have some content behind it. Right. Can I help a guy work with Microsoft Excel? Can I help a coach right. navigate through through uh, uh, through PowerPoint? You know all those right. things. You know, and like I said, the path that God put me on has allowed me to be in position to to be in a position of calling plays, writing plays, watching film, teaching guys how to watch film. So now, you know, once the ice is broken with the relationship part of things, I can I have some things I can fall back on uh, some of the skills and talents that I've been through throughout my career to help me get where I'm at now. So the practice side of it, just, just put myself in a position. Like I, I've always trying to find a way of what, what type of certificate can I get through online? What, 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 uh, what, what conference can I go to to learn from somebody that's talking yeah. read? What books can I read? That's going to put me in a position to be a better leader or not just a better leader, but a developer of people. So, you know, you're constantly reading, you're constantly writing, learning and asking questions. If you don't ask a question, you will never know. And that's people, too many of us are too humble, too prominent, too big of an ego to ask a question. Right. And, you know, it's a question that you, you should ask. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, sorry to cut you off. But I think that's that's huge, like the questions, right? Because I the people who ask me the most questions about player development are when I, the strength staff, right? I, I like last university I was at, one of the strength staff members, like they would always come in like, Jones, you break this down. You're always around with us. Like, and we start working together where it was like, hey, I would come down to, you know, before wait, like 30, 40 minutes before a workout. Hey, just want to let you know this is going on in so-and-so's life. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I would always communicate. And it's kind of like sometimes yeah. coaches would get frustrated because they would, I would go through my chain, like, all right, I got to talk to strength staff. I got to talk to, you know, training staff. I got to talk to EQ. I got to talk these people that are there all the time. And it's like, all right, let me get all this information and then relate it to the coach. But like you said, I found that like the, the people who ask the questions are people around the most, you know, and it's just yeah. Yeah. for me that that is that is something that you get a lot of information because I'm like you. I, I try and, you know, uh, answer every DM and every, message i get but it, it is interesting how many people uh <laughs> aren't humble enough to ask yeah. uh, if you if you have anything else do you have anything else on that before we move on oh no you hit on it man okay. the, right, like right. the, the relationship that you had the, 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 
the time you spent, you know, communicating those things to the strength staff and to everyone around that, that's huge because, you know, that can impact or influence or, or not just impact, but influence how, you know, how to deal with that, that, that athlete during that time. There's so much more going on that, that a lot of people don't see on the outside with, with each individual athlete and you taking the time to go, you know, shit information every single person gives us a chance to, 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 to reach that guy and meet him where he's at the time to help him get through the obstacle he's dealing with, you know, so that's, that's great you did that. I appreciate it. So what does your day look like? I mean, you probably get this question a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the time. I mean, and... I'm, I'm going to do it real, make it short. So right. another one thing I've learned too over the years is that a lot of people try to get into these roles thinking, oh man, it's easy to not really do. It's a lot more like, coach, you think coach stay in office all day long, you right. know, so I may leave the building at two or three o'clock, but I'm not getting home to 10 to 11 o'clock at night because I'm making different stops at different players' houses uh-huh. or meeting for, you know, uh, just a regular sit down somewhere, you know, that's outside of bound. In the field that I'm in, in the National Football League, people got to understand, like, like the stadium and the, the building is, is a locker room for them. They don't want to be in there all day long. <laughs> so we got to get up off our butts and go engage and meet them where they are to develop them. So right. my day starts off in the morning. Like I try to make sure that, uh, that I'm, just, you know, not with somebody out of the department which we want to the first ones in the building when the players get it. If we have a uh, a, uh, a practice squad workout at seven a.m., one of us there before they get that started. You know, so we can always have somebody around. Uh, so it starts off from for me personally, and go back, take it back to myself. And other really think about this, not think about, but just explain it. Start off myself with personal, personal, and, and, and spiritual development in the morning. Get in the morning by my office. That's at least an hour, thirty minutes. I can spend myself from six to seven, or mm-hmm. seven eight before we go to think big. All right. The next thing I go through, I go through email check. You got to go through email. You got a lot of emails from all over the place. And oh yeah, oh, yeah. got it. You know, it's really good to respond back and and just to be you know courteous and even if it's just a one liner, but just something to get back to people. Um, the next thing is just being present all day long for not only players but coaches, and that's the thing people are missing. Like it's more than just player development, but you got to develop the people that's going to be around your players to help them continue to help them develop. And then it goes a lot. Of, I do quite a few one-on-one meetings with different staff, different players, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, and then we have, of course, we have to within our every organization is different. So within our organization. They allow us to be in staff meetings and personnel meetings. And all so I try to make sure I hit all those things throughout the day. And even if I'm sitting in the back and I, I can sit in one for, you know, 20 minutes, I can still excuse myself and go to the next meeting lined up right. or go to the next person um, or, or try to go get down to the calf or all the players are coming out of meetings at one time or, you know, just, you know, just got to know the whole schedule of the day and make yourself available to everybody. So it, it's a, that's a short version of what's going on. Yeah. It's interesting. You brought up something. In our last week's show, we had Dr. Lori Robinson from the Ravens, and she talked about, you know, you went in more detail, but meeting the players where they are. I think a lot of times in college, you know, and I've even thought it in college, you, you got your office, you set your office up for people to come and, you know, and like, I, I or, or we have a program or something and it's like, man, they didn't come. They're not coming. They're not coming upstairs. <laughs> so what, what is your, what is your advice? You gotta for go where they are. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta tap into the athletes or the athlete or the coach that you're looking to engage with or develop, you know, um, I don't believe in sitting there guarding your desk. You know, you know what I'm saying? Some organizations have their player development staff right on the second floor where the GM's at and they don't want to go deal with those people, you know, or right. at the college level, the, the player development office is right where the coaches are. They're tired of seeing the coaches. So yeah. I get coaches. I used to call it even, coaches row. Yeah. Even when I was a strength coach, like when I had time off, like I'm going to where the players at, you know, 
or they're down there, they don't they want to feel going one walk through or lifting with the guys or now the college NFL level. I'm meeting guys whatever I'm going to their houses, they're coming to my house. I have we meet at cigar line. These are adults now, so we can do different right. things. You know, I'm not a drink, you know what I'm drink, but I do enjoy cigars. So right. I, like I have a weekly thing where the guys come meet me at the cigar lounge. You know, we sit down and talk or um, we're meeting up at different at a bowling alley. We're meeting up just to right. go sit out in the park line and talk. We're going to down street to the to the car show. We're just going different things, getting out of the building and going where the players are at. So the players always got something going on. Right. So in first when they invite, if they invite you to something, go show up to it. Right. Don't just say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not show up. That 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 means something to them. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm with the Shaq. Shaq had a do you think these guys don't know? Shaq had a one of our players, Shaq Thompson's number seven mm-hmm. our linebacker had. Uh, an event where he brought a bunch of kids from the city in to see the, to, to to get the dentist. Now he invited hundreds of people there. You know, Thomas Davis, Derek Brown, all these big name guys. I got a text from him at eleven o'clock at night. Oh, Gus, I didn't see you there. Now that's on his mind because he asked me to come right. because he physically didn't see me. That meant something. So I had to send him pictures that I was there. I was looking <laughs> for him. I sent him with the station I was at, and that meant the world to him. You, you little things like that that's awesome go a long way you know and, and who you think here you think Shaq will notice that you're not there if those guys ask you to do something they really care about you right hey Gus can you can you route me up to the DMV you know I gotta work my way through this process of getting you know a driver's license little things like that you know like you gotta make yourself available to go do you know you gotta have an organization and people around you to support that because you got some head coaches that want to see just just to see you just to see you, you sit behind your desk to them, you're working. No, that's not the case. My, right. my title is player engagement. I got to engage and be where the players are. If you're at the college level, you got your title is player development. So you got to go and be where the players are, engage with them to develop them. So that's right. my whole thought process involved. And even, I can keep going, like even with our process with Mark Rick years ago, we talk about what this player engagement, player development looks like. You know, mm-hmm. Jonas Jennings at, at Georgia, I was there when we hired Jonas. You see what I'm saying? You know, Fernando down in the Atlanta Falcons. Right. We try to get Fernando down to Miami with us before we even started. So we, you know, we just got to right. get the right people around and 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 that really want to, you know, put the time in to be with the guys and be around them and can truly help them develop. So yeah, we go over there or you got to go over there. You can't sit off all day, man. That's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's interesting you you said that because like I got invited my I'm like two weeks in working at you know Baylor and our tight ends. He just came. Hey, coach, I know your family's not here. Uh, my girlfriend's playing a softball game. If you want something to do this weekend, this evening we'll be there. So I show up, you know, and he's like, oh, what's up? You know, the greatest thing in the world means a lot right, to him. Right, two weeks in. So it helped me with his teammates that came because they're like, oh, this, this guy's reliable. So anybody yeah, listening to this? Oh, yeah. Stamps, man. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. You can, like people look at my Facebook, man. I've been I've, I've coached high school from guys from 2004, you know, 2007. And, I, you know, some days when that article, when Mark Rick did that article uh, on me that came out, Mm-hmm. I had guys from 2005, 2004, I wrote right on the thing like, man, I remember I used to go to coach's house and play Madden all day. I remember, you know, and I still do right. those things. I still, you know, I'm a big video gamer. Like, I, I like, I, so I don't hide that from those guys. I enjoy, right. like, I enjoy building Lego. Like, this thing's, right. like, this is my area. So, like, they know these things. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying who I'm not saying who Those are just hobbies I have to piece myself. But those guys are interested in those things. So, they, right. they're, they're, they're like, man, man, coaches, he does that. And so, it's cool for me to do it. I post, I post post Bible scriptures. Now I got a guy like Gus Edwards who's playing the Baltimore Ravens who used to be shy about it. Now he's right. open about it. PJ Walker guys are just open about sharing their love of Christ and right. that's what you got to do, man. Meet them where they are, man. You got to go get them. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the biggest lesson you've learned in player engagement? This is, uh, man, that's a good question. Let me think. 
just to be there for the guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. But the biggest thing I've learned is just to like, it's called really called communication. Yeah. Really taking the time to listen, really, really mm-hmm. listen, you know, because a lot of times, you know, when you're a coach and you come to you want to just give advice and give, you know, you just want to have an answer. You always don't have to have an answer. Sometimes you just want to listen. And that was one of the biggest things I had to really not learn, but also push some other players and get the guys I hired in the past. You know, that was one of my rules in Miami, hiring those guys are just really sitting back and listening to these guys. You know, it's not baby them, it's really just listening because they don't have no ones to listen to because they're the ones looked at, they're the superstar, they don't want to go to, you know, even staff members, you know, they come to me right. and think, I don't know who else can go to talk about this. I mean, coaches, grown adult coaches. So, you know, <laughs> just really being able to just sit back and listen and know that you don't always have to have the answer. Right. But you listening is the answer for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then when you circle back around the second conversation, then you can start, hopefully, if they invite you back, and start applying some some solutions to their problem they're dealing with. So listening is the biggest thing to learn. We're taking time and listen. I, I like that you're, you know, adding coaches into it, because that, that is a part a lot of people don't talk about. So, like, yeah. even when you said, like, I remember I worked at a school and one of our position coaches, he, he just walked to my office, closed the door. He said, man, I'm having a tough week. Like his player, it was just, this guy was in trouble. He said, man, I just need to talk to you. And then if you could pray for me, I knew, he's like, I just, I, to your point, he's like, I can't go nowhere else and tell nobody I'm having a tough week. Yeah. And even, you know, coaches, you know, you start talking to them. Like I'll, like, for instance, and, and I know you have this experience, you know, you have a coach that may be a, you know, a promising head coach one day. And you're like, hey, coach, just, you know, talk about culture and like, hey, coach, this is what I do in the program. And this is why I do things this way. And they're like, oh, you know, whatever. One time I helped a coach at University of Houston when I worked there, um, he had a receiver room and he had a freshman. Oh, let me go back. At the University of Houston, you know, I was helping this coach out. He had a freshman who wasn't doing well on the field. He's a big time player at his high school, but you know how it is. You get to college and, you know, everybody's pretty much the same. And so I told the yeah. position coach, I said, hey, man, this kid got more community service hours in two months being here than your entire room. And then that the coach used it. It lit the kid up. The kid goes to practice and he has a great day. So I love that you talk about the integration with coaches because it is it's really, truly, honestly, program development or program engagement or organization franchise for the level you're on. And that's been my biggest initiative, initiative getting into uh, getting into player because I was AD. Mm-hmm. And who's there? And what's what I, what I believe is missing in most colleges and and most places is that development of the coach. You guys have we have the transfer portal now. A lot of guys are transferring out of schools because of broken relationships with coaches. Mm-hmm. So why not put that focus and emphasis on bettering the coach to have a better relationship and communication with the player? So therefore, the player don't want to leave. So I've talked about this with so many people before, and I'm going to keep pushing this. That's my you know my ultimate goal is to get back to the college level at some point and continue to develop the coaches because a lot of these ads are coming in from you know, the ministry or the, the, the financial side of oh, yeah. things and, and not how to work money, but they don't have to deal with people, deal with coaches. And so a lot of times I hate to say a lot of them are intimidated or afraid of the coach. Right. Not me. I, I can have a relationship with all. Some of my, some of my greatest relationships friends are, are, are guys I consider hard coaches like Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah. He's a great guy. Right. We talk all the time, but right. a lot of people are afraid to approach him because they see how he is, but he's a great dude. You just listen to him. So having that ability to, to sit down and better your coaching, develop the coach, which in turns falls into place of developing the student athlete for better, you know, whether it's college, pro, high school, whatever you got going on. So that's why it's a big push for me. So I sit on, I do a lot of stuff with you, but I find it without uh, Bill Wash fellowship program, because mm-hmm. these guys coming in and see where they are and helping them along the way. And just, cause sometimes those guys are going to get lost in the shuffle with all the stuff going on. 
try to make them feel welcome, feel, make them feel important, give them some advice, say hi to them, get them out their little funk so they're doing stuff that I used to doing, you know, running papers, they used to calling shots. And they, they, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, you, you see it from the outside, I think it's one thing and get into the organization, like, man, I really signed up for this. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because same, same deal for me. I was like, I just want to see people. I like developing people. And so I'll go in a coach's room who used, like you said, maybe a hard coach. People don't want to approach Hey, coach. I see that you do this well, or community. I told one young coach I'm at this school and, and he just communicated. Well, I said, and I told him, I put him aside. I said, you're the best. Like I've never heard a coach communicate. Like I said, I don't know what position you coach, but I listened to you for an entire period. And I feel like I can do what you're asking. Or you may see another coach and, you know, and eventually you just talk to them and, you and then they come in and they ask, hey, how, how should I approach this? How should I do this? Because I think like you talk about the money side, ADs, it is like, hey, we need to get money. We need to fundraise and build this. But I feel like retention and and empowering people like saves you money. So now, OK, if the kids don't leave, we don't have to spend more money on all these official visits to bring kids in to replace them. Yeah. Or we don't have coaches that are, you know whatever it may be. I just think there is a, a huge void in uh, professionally developing coaches outside of X's and O's or, or even administrators and how to develop people. How can we make this 100%. enhancing? You know, I think I remember I worked with one coach at, and sorry, I'm going on tangent, but he works in the NFL right now. James Casey coaches tight ends for the Bengals. We, he was a big time player at Rice and our coaches went on the road. His first time, you know, uh, coaching in college. And he's like, Hey, can you break down this? I had just came from high school. I was a high school recruiting coordinator. So I knew the transcripts and all this stuff. And like for three hours, we just, I told him, this is what you do when you walk into a school. This is what you ask for. And he's asking me questions like, why would I go to this person? Why do you go? Like, why do they? And, and it was just like, wow. Like there was a development gap that could have been, that could have aided a young coach. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good, man. That's a good point. That's how you got to hit it, man. You got to hit, hit the athlete from every angle, give them a better experience and better life while they're there you know absolutely so what is what does support look like to you in the role in player engagement player development it's it's a growing field I love it but there are a lot of areas where you know you've probably heard people say like you know just ask like what do you do how do you do because yeah. like you said people want to see you at a desk and you're yeah. around with, um, so what does support it, look it's like? hard because every I'll tell you this right now that every player engagement department in the National Football League looks different mm -hmm. you know uh the first thing for as support for me, it's like I was blessed to have a head coach, you know, an interim head coach who truly believe in what we do and that they call, you know, they look at us and say, hey, we're the glue in the organization, you know, mm -hmm. you know, they need us and they they, they speak about us, uh, you know, um, you know, go see Gus or Jay, go see Elia Gus, go see the player game department, you know, every every team meeting will get shouted out for something and they right. put us in the forefront because they know. You know, they don't, they don't dig and ask questions about what's going on. We got something that's really like, like we're the liaison between the players in the front office, the players and the coaches and so forth. And uh, uh, they, they're not prying. They're not using our words against us. They're keeping everything private if we take something to them. Mm -hmm. um, we only take things that's going to, you know, be, 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 be harsh to the player and the organization. So support for us, it looks different from wherever else is. You know, people look at financial, of course, financially support is going to be good. You know, you got a program, you want to bring something in, you want to do something for the team. Them saying go ahead and no, uh, no, not saying no is always helpful. And we've never been told anything we asked for since we've been here, you know, and that's the blessing. Um, uh, like I said, being like when we're not at meetings, we're invited to meetings. So the support for us is really you know, the push from that end, from our GM, from our head coach, really push and support what we're doing. Like even when we, when I got, I went out and ordered t-shirts, sweatshirts for the whole, for the whole fall of players, man, I got up my GM 
asking for one. The head coach asked for one. They not only ask for one, they wear it and they're proud to wear it. They're walking around showing, right. you, know, you know, in front of the team, you know, you know, picking on all the stuff who don't have one, you know, so I'm saying right. so support is just that they really, really believe in what we're doing. Um, uh, this is for us. Like I said, every organization is different. I know some some player engagement staffs, they're not allowed to go into team meetings. They're not allowed to go into staff meetings. Like us, like we're looked at to be there. They expect us to be there, which is good. Not that we have to, but they want to know, yeah, they want us to hear what's going on, personnel meetings, talking about draft stuff. They want us around for all those things. And that's the biggest thing. The biggest support that we need is, is them adding value to us, you know, and then allow us to do our job. Nice, nice. So, you know, and that's the biggest thing I can I can't speak for every organization in the National Football League, but I can speak for us. And I believe the support we had from Mark, I meant from Matt Rule was tremendous. And now the support we're getting from from Steve Wilkes is, is great. And our GM, Scott Fitterer, is outstanding in support what we're doing. Nice, nice. And it, it starts with our ownership too. So I'm gonna go back to one another bigger step. Our owner Nicole Tepper, she is the overseer of player engagement. So she's all wow. in. She's that she's at just about every she'll fly in just for a player's community service event and fly back out. She's here at everything. She's always around, is outstanding, is great. She loves it. She's another one of us who's always pushing us and broadcasting us and make sure we're around for stuff and great. So it starts with the ownership and all the way down with support for what we're doing and you know, and just not just showing support, but actually talking about to the players, to everyone in the organization. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah. uh, this this next section is advice, you know, and 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 this advice would be this would be like you speaking to let's say this is a college student in a sports management program and they just found out about player development. What would be your advice to them looking to get into this role? They would. And this is an easy one because I, like this is this is a great one. Um, I really would advise them to get some get some experience in working with different types of people. Yeah, I don't believe you can take a former player and throw them right into player engagement. I think that's one of the worst things you can do, you know, because they don't have that, that that experience of dealing with crisis situations, dealing with people. You know, of course, you played, you have an insight for what's like in a locker room, but when you're in a locker room, you probably only dealt with a, a small group of people. Right. You know, so go out and get some experience. Go be a coach somewhere. Go go work at. Go start your work your way up the ladder. Um, it's going to be there. Like me, I'm in, I'm in, I'm blessed tremendously to be where I'm at and do what I'm doing. Uh, but I have other goals to be at the college level as an AD or, or you know, right. or another, you know, the director of player engagement, I mean, player director of development at a, at a college level. So those are there, but I'm going to stay here as long as I can keep developing. But my experiences and my past has given me the wisdom I have now to do the job that I'm doing right now. You know, so a lot of guys, the worst thing you can do, and this, from, this coming from some GMs, the worst thing you can do is take a former player who has not had no coaching experience or working experience in the world and throw in that role because they're going to get lost and get swamped when it comes down to doing the behind the scenes, one-on-one mm-hmm. -on -one meetings, you know, typing up different reports, mm -hmm. talking to the NFL about programming, about IR programming. So, mm -hmm. so much more goes into it that they don't see that they assume that it gets done. Um, but they, I would advise you to get some experience and that could be any type of experience of working with individuals at all, at all levels. Makes a lot of guys, work. I have over 30 guys in the league that I've, that I've coached or worked with from high school and college before I got to the National Football League. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that makes it easy right. for me when I come talk to Gus because they can just call the guy that know me and know me and they all they want, hey, such and such, somebody come talk to you about this. Never talked to the guy ever, but I broke the ice for the icebreaker. So go get some experience, meet some people, build some really, build and foster some good relationships, and I think you be ready for it. Awesome, thank you, thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, and I'll use this at the combine. I I heard um, it's interesting you say that because at the combine, somebody was speaking to me like that. Player engagement is really moving to to what you, practitioners, people who do have that 
overall experience, you know, from the college level or whatever. And so it's, it's, uh, it's good to hear that. Um, what's the best advice you've received in your life? Control what you control. It ain't no, this ain't no cliche. This is real. This is go way back to my high school football coach, George Curry. And it's great to hear other people say it along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing, you know, focus and control things you can control. And when you work hard, great things happen. That's not no, I live by those things. No, no, there's not no philosophy, nothing like that. If anybody knows, they know they're going to, they're going to hear me say that. So why stress ourselves out on stuff that we have no control over, you know? Gotcha. So that's the biggest thing you have control what you can control and focus on those things. All right. So do you have any practical nuggets, like practical practices that you use, maybe even processes that uh, those in the role can benefit from? Don't don't give away all, all, all yeah, the gold. Yeah, man. You know what I'm, I'm still trying to get out of there. I'm just like, look, reply and check emails. Yeah, that, that's that's a first and foremost. You're never too busy. We have Steve Jobs changed the world years ago when he and he said it back in 2006 that I'm going to change the world with this device, this the phone, the, the, the smartphone. Mm-hmm. You have time to get back to people. I know sometimes we get flooded with emails. Like even if I don't get back to you right away, I always find a way to get back to you whether I'm driving, I got a checklist stuff I got to do. These these devices do more than Snapchat and Instagram and all that stuff. They can set calendars, set reminders, you know, so all those things. So just one part of the thing is always be in a position to reply and get back to people, you know, and you can't be worried about what their response is going to be. You just got to be open and honest with them when, you, when you're responding. Um, and the next practical thing I'm going to do, you, you, you don't know everything. We don't know all that. We don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Study, read. All right, read, 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 read. Yes. All right, that's the biggest thing I'm telling you, read. I, you know, I have a book club here with the guys that I do. I open it up to everybody in the building. Some of our chefs, uh, uh, equipment staff, anybody wants a book from Gus, I'm going to put on the screen with the book a month. Come get a book, come read. We'll talk. If I catch you in the hallway, if I give you a book, I'm going to ask you a question about the book. Not to test you, but just to start a conversation, right. you know, uh, just to get you thinking, try to get you thinking, you know, outside the box. But read and reply to emails. I'll leave it at that. I got a whole list of them I can go through. <laughs> I already know. Can't give all the go. Uh, so you're you've talked about taking care of players, coaches. You even brought up chefs. You know the the entire yeah. the entire organization, the franchise. How do you take care of yourself? What's your self care routine? My self care routine, man. I do go look. I'm a, I, look. I have I have a wife with, with five girls, so I go get my nails done. You know, not not. Yeah. I don't get them painted. I get them buffed out. You know, I right. do that. but I do read. I enjoy cigars. So mm-hmm. if anyone knows me, knows Gus. I enjoy the time to sit back and have a cigar. I can during it while that cigar. Cigar usually actually from last year from an hour to two hours, an hour and a half mm-hmm. um, of just some relaxed time, your meditation time. I'm either watching a podcast, I'm reading a book, I'm building a Lego set. So I do anything that's going to be peaceful for me. And I have places. I have my office in the house and decked out with Lego. Mm-hmm. I have a building station out in my back deck where I can build Lego, watch TV, or, or watch a game. But I try to find some time, you know. If I get home, I'm going to put an hour aside, you know, and either my family put their women by myself, but I put my time on myself so I can better myself, either reading books, building Lego, you know, smoking a cigar. That's always going to be, so people ask me, how many cigars you have a day? You shit, you got to ask me. I mean, how many, how many days a week you have a cigar? You got to ask me how many days I don't have cigars on, but it's every day. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I, people that know Gus know me. I'm going to read yes. I'm gonna spend time in the word. I got my people who like to call my, my, my pastor. He's the he's the team chaplain for, for University of Georgia. His name is Thomas Settles. Mm-hmm. I call him talking about a lot of stuff. I have my friend Will Moray, who's out in Boston. He's one of the guys I had on my staff for years who I can call to and, and call and vent to and talk to. So we got to have those people. Sometimes I call my agent or something, talking about things, let them make them listen. Right. Um, but yeah, I was like, you got to have somebody you can you can 
You gotta have that time to yourself. You gotta have meditation time to yourself. I used to be a big weightlifter. I used to be in the weight room, kind of fell off of that little bit. I get back into it, keep saying I'm gonna do it, but it'll come. <laughs> I lift no weights for everybody. Just trust me, you need that. Um, yeah, those things I do, man. Like I said, video games, some anything that's peaceful, I'm gonna relax and chill. So Legos, it's been brought up a couple of times. I got to ask, when did it start? When did it start? Years ago, man. My grandpa had a set. My grandma and grandpa had a set years ago, a little small, so I used to backstack house. But then as my son started getting older, um, we just been buying sets. So I got, if I show you this collection, then you think it's crazy, man. It's, it's all of them. I've been, I've been cast to be on Lego Masters twice. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it because of the timing, but I built Lego. I wish I could show you my, my, my dining. I'm at my table right now in the dining room. Um, and we have a whole Home Alone Disney Castle Lego set, set up with a train going around it right here. My office is big, decked out with it. My office at work is decked out with it. The guys bring me Lego gifts sometimes. And it's, 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 see my cup. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. Dude, yep. My big old self. Yep. Let's go. So you do you approve of all the Lego movies? Yes. They're, they're great. <laughs> great comedic. <laughs> comedic uh, outcome in it. Uh, 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 said outcome. She's a great, great comedic uh, plot written to it, some great actors in it. Yeah, yeah man, I approve of it. Plus, for me, see, I got kids, so it gives me time to sit down. Yeah. They think it's for them, but it's really for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how I saw the first when I, my daughter was watching. She was young. I just had to get something cartoony to get her eyes. I'm sitting there cackling. Like, you got ah. to get them, man. The movie's for us, man. They just Absolutely. Look for kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I pre up oh, rapid fire questions. Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So, question number one: What are you reading right now? What I'm reading right now, I'm going through again a book called Kingdom Man by Tony Evans. Man, yeah. Doctor Evans, I listen to yep, him. And I'm not being corny. I, I look, and I also have another one. Look, people think I make me all my books at these tabs on. I'm also reading uh-huh. through the Five Little Wings for Men. Not the, nice. not the purple one for everybody, it's for men. These are, and every book I have, all notated and written in, my own notes, everything. You see, I post them every now and again. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, those are two books I'm reading right now. I just awesome. finished um, uh, uh, Destiny by um, by Ryan Holiday. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, I go ahead and go for another one. Okay. What, what daily discipline are you working on? Daily discipline is consistency. I'm fasting right now, so I got to stay consistent with that. That's my daily thing. Make sure I start and stop my fast at the same time. I was great at it when I was a strength coach. I'm not a strength coach anymore. <laughs> so I was great at it then, so I got to get back to doing that. So that's that's my consistency is my biggest thing right now. Gotcha. All right. I like snacks. So I'm, I always ask this question. So I, could, I got all these interviews from all around the United States. Get it. Uh, someone gives you $25 for lunch in Charlotte. Where are you going? It's crazy. I don't have a place in Charlotte I go to. I'm not really, oh. I'm not, I haven't found anything. I, wow. I haven't. I really haven't. Wow. It's driving me, my wife and I crazy. I keep wow. going back to when I go back to Georgia. I have not found a place in Charlotte where I can, for all the time I've been, I cannot say, hey, this is the place I have to go to. If I have to say anything, the closest thing I can get out here will be Waffle House, but there's nothing out here for me no. that grabs my attention, <laughs> but hey, I got to go there. All right. You can't find nothing in Charlotte. What you got for Georgia? Cotton calf and brothers in Georgia. Okay. Let me have cigars out front. They put me a little corner set up when I call them coming over there. It's all ducked off in a little corner and a little small remote section of brothers in Georgia. And I can sit out there and do my thing. Okay. Okay. $125 for dinner. Del Frisco is easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Del Frisco. He's only a couple of them around Philadelphia. They have one here in Charlotte, Del Frisco's. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, if you could join a band or music group, past or present, who would it be? Boys the Man. Oh, that's right. Motown Philly. Yeah. 
That's Boys easy right there. Old school R&B. Man, that's, that's good right yeah, there. Man. How about you? What's yours? I got to hear it now. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and oh, Fire. I, I, just, I, I would have to learn how to hit those high notes, but it's more the the, the things they wore and just the energy. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I forgot what the guy named, the bass player. I think his name is Bill. I, I don't know his name, but he's yeah. still to this day, man. He's going to sweat and... Yeah, man, like that's just I grew up listening. <laughs> my dad would play it and he would get mad at me. Like if I couldn't, if I did, if I missed the word, yeah. he's like, don't sing out loud. So that's good. My dad played the bass guitar for the Apollo, the Uptown in Philly, played for all those dudes. Wow. Man. Yeah, I got that's another story. I got, I got a, yeah, man. I <laughs> awesome. pictures and everything. Man. I got people when he passed away, I got people in the band right man, talking to me all the tell me more stories, send me more pictures and stuff. So it was good. Wow, wow, yeah, that's awesome. Did you ever see him play live? No, I was little, man. My brother and I were, were little. We went to school early. My mom and him, they, he was, you know, it was back in the day. Right. I was born in 78, so they was traveling around, you right. know, we stayed with our grandparents. Them, but yeah, yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. If you could co-star in a movie, who would it be, action and comedy? I like a lot of comedy movies, man. So if I go action, I don't know if this fits in that in that in the, the action part of it, or I don't know if it's drama, whatever you call it, but I would love to be in the uh, the Walking Dead. Hmm. All right. And then as far as comedy, man, there's so many of them out there, man. I'm going to go, something probably going to blow your mind. You don't know about, you probably do know about the old movies like Cannonball Run and all those things, Smoking the Band, those type of things. Yeah, I like yeah. something. Yeah, stuff like that. Another, if you want to go modern, my favorite TV show of all time, I think I can play on would be The Office. Oh, yeah, office. I think I can have a starring role in the office. Office is good, and in office, I so I got connected with one of my favorite shows, Parks and Rec, off of watching Office. Same writer, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right, so what actors would you co-star? Oh man, you got me. I don't know names. Let me see. I like to do something with Will Ferrell. See if I can hold together him and Will <laughs> Ferrell and, uh, and Kevin Hart in a comedy. That'd be great. Um, but action stars. Oh man, let me see. You, you, I'm gonna tell you something. So I'm gonna say a little bit about Gus, man. So you know, right. I, I I started in the show, appeared in the show with John John Stamos from House from from Full House. I didn't know that. Show yeah. about mental health for athletes was called Necessary Roughness. So if you go back and watch season one, two, and three, you'll see me as a player, uh-huh. and I became a coach. So okay. I learned a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Well, there we go. I, <laughs> that's a first. That's a player development podcast. Yeah. And I also is- appeared on uh, on. Uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's not nice. real, people. Don't, don't think that show's real. It's not real. It's all oh, I, oh, I already know. I just, because I, I, my wife watches it and I'm just like, there, there's no way you could keep hanging out with people. Like, unless there's a Some of them make it real. Those who make some of them real, but it's all, it's all written out, man. Some of them oh, okay. Real, I was out. just like, because some of these scenes, I'm like, man, all right, that, that that's a level of disrespect I can't take. Like, <laughs> That was watching something the other day where I, it was might have been Real Housewives or something. They're throwing drinks on each other. And I'm kind of like, all right, like if you want to yeah, get to her, you can. Made, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get to her. You know, my wife watches it every now and then. I walk by and I just get hooked, like because I'm just now that you said it, I'm just like, this can't, like this seriously can't happen. Yeah. Uh, next question: What sport do you wish you played growing up? Boxing. Nice. That's my favorite sport of all time. Nice. I grew out of it. They told me I grew out of it. So. <laughs> yeah nice nice do you ever uh want to be a ring announcer or anything like that no no you want to get in the ring hit people man no, i know yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> just no. hit the left right combo that's it <laughs> right 
Well, all right. The last question is more of a question for our followers. How can they support you, follow you, different social medias, or just, you know, oh, support you um, overall? My Twitter and Instagram is uh, at Coach Felder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real simple. That's what I use. Um, I post from Instagram and it goes to all of them. So it goes nice. there. So yeah, at Coach Felder on Twitter and Instagram. And just, you can support me by continuing the cause. Can you push the method? Develop these people around you, man. Nice. Nice. Be blessed with somebody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and being a part of season two. I appreciate you. You know, we did. We were at a cigar bar. It was it was, it was awesome and, uh, spending that time with you in a cigar bar. Just giving me game and just your heart for people. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, man. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks for having me, man. Keep this thing going and 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 you kill it, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Let this thing grow. Don't nobody stop you either. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's all for today. I look forward to the next podcast and our next great guest. Thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today.